Hello, yes, I'd like to report a robbery. The Cleveland Browns have been robbed of their future by the Houston Texans. Please put a picture of Mick, uh, Nick Casario as your mugshot right above my shoulder here. Because, uh, well, that's what happened. So, Darren, as we start this season two, episode 35 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast, I will ask you, how stupid are the Cleveland Browns? Or, or alternatively, how smart is Nick Casario? Or both. I I feel I feel like Casario knew exactly what he was doing. He 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 knew they they'd give. They he probably could have asked for the keys to the organization, and they would have probably given them to him. I wish you were exaggerating, but you're probably not. <laughs> no, no, no. I truly believe the Cleveland Browns are that stupid. That stupid. Now you, what? Six picks for one player, and you still have to get. Now the, I we should caveat this: they'll get something for Baker Mayfield, so they're not going to lose. They're going to get something back. They're going to get someone's first, second round pick back, but still, like that six picks for one player. Mm-hmm. No, I I wouldn't even do that for Tom Brady. Disregard the fact that he's 45. Like, no. Yeah, it's it's insane. I Huh. Oh, interesting. The Browns apparently are signing Brissett to yes, back him to, to back him up. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Huh. But I'm just like, what in the world? This whole thing I mean, listen. I I am very outwardly, not a Baker Mayfield fan. But you've had some stability. Some. You had a modicum of stability for the time that he's been there. Have they and, really? Uh, more, <laughs> arguably more so than, than before he got there. Okay, fair. Uh, I mean, they did make the playoffs and win a game. So I got to give yeah. them that. No, no, I, I that's, that's, that. the, that's, that's the least I can give them. Uh, yeah. So, and then you, they just decide, you know what? We're just going to throw it all away. And and let's, I'll be fair to Watson in that I don't think he's a horrible player. I've never thought he was a horrible player, but there's a lot more going on here uh-huh. than whether or not he's a good player. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because here's the thing. The reason the Browns wanted to move on was I, I, the reports were that they, that they wanted a quote-unquote mature quarterback, which leads you to believe they believe Baker Mayfield is immature. Well, I can't disagree the, with that one. I can't disagree with that one either, but here's the thing. Given what Deshaun Watson was accused of, is he really that much more mature than Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I, I, it, no. there's, not, there's not really an upgrade here, fellas. And you just mortgage the future to get one. It's like you... It, Talent-wise, major upgrade. Uh, Personality-wise, personality you kind of stayed on the same plane, if not dipped down a little bit. Uh, it's... But if they win the Super Bowl, what do they care? <laughs> As if that's going to happen. Yeah, there's a reason that's a joke for taking <laughs> a poo, taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, okay? Yeah. There's a reason that joke exists. Also, I mm-hmm. love saying that, so I'm going to try not to do it again, <laughs> but been... I love it. <laughs> 
Now, here's the thing I forgot is how much money he's set to make. Watson the guy's going to be loaded. I mean, he already stole money. It basically stole from the Texans at that point. But, ugh. Five year, uh, this is what this says here a five year, $230 million contract. God. Like, <sighs> why? I I don't I don't care who you're. Why is and I'll just go ahead and throw it out here. I uh, because because of the fact that I saw it. The the top like the highest six paid quarterbacks in the league making over forty like something like forty million dollars a year. And there are there's a whole two Super Bowls between them all. Four no no where was it? What did I say? Three and four Super Bowl appearances. Yeah, something like that. It was not a very high number. And one of them hasn't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years? <laughs> like... And then there's this Tommy boy over here. Yeah. Just like, yeah, you know, I, I want to win. Everyone else like, I want to get paid, but I want to win too. It's like, well, you can't have both. Yeah. Sorry, you can't do that. It's like, th- these teams are signing their death wish... Before they've even gotten anything started. Well, I mean, here's the thing: if the Rams run it back, that validates it, doesn't it? Because they paid Stafford a heck of a lot of money, and he was already getting paid a lot of money because he was a veteran in, in, in Detroit and they acquired his contract. <sighs> so, if it, if you can do it, it validates it. But if you don't, and most teams don't. Yeah. You look like an idiot. The problem is being as uh, handling it the way uh, uh, McVeigh has handled it. There aren't very many people in the league that are going to handle that type of of build the way he is. And if he and if he ends up pushing it multiple Super Bowls, sure. But not everyone's going to be able to, to get that those pieces together. As accurately as him. Well, let's just, you know, the Browns made a trade for Jarvis Landry. No, they traded, they cut him. Who'd they trade for? Amari Cooper? Uh, yes. Amari okay. Cooper. So you've got that. You've got Deshaun Watson. You already have personalities. I don't mean disrespect. Do we think Kevin Stefanski is the kind of head coach who's going to keep a locker room full of personalities in check? Nope. Clearly, he couldn't keep Baker in check because they wanted to trade him. Mm hmm. And. Look, Deshaun Watson hasn't said more than like five words in the past two years, but it just the, you're always going to have you know what he just got out of, uh, and still isn't completely out of the clear. But he's a lot in a lot better spot than he was this time two weeks ago. So now you've got you know him and that distraction. You know all those personalities. This 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 goes one of two ways. One. It pays off too. It blows up in their face in week four. There is no in between. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. Like if they get off to a one and three start, the thing blows up. If they get off to a three and one start and they've beaten the Steelers and the Bengals and the Ravens, depending on who that third, depending on who that one loss was to, uh, if it was to like the Lions, then okay, maybe we have a problem. Uh, if if it's to like you know. The Chiefs, okay, I can kind of get it. Yeah. And go ahead. We already, I mean, we already don't, I mean, I know it's hard to figure out exactly where he he himself as a player is going to go because 
he he he's twenty eight and twenty five in his career. He missed all of last season because of just not playing, just, and all that other stuff, all that stuff going on. So, and he was coming off a four and twelve season and throwing almost five thousand yards. Granted, again, this gonna, is the Houston Texans. I was going to say he was not the problem. It's like the he wasn't the, the problem, problem that season, but it's like, uh, and he tore his ACL. Yeah, right. He tore his ACL his rookie year, so he has yes. injury history. Mm-hmm. He has domestic uh, situations, and then and then you're coming off of a guy who will have been playing the NFL game for the first time in two years almost. Mm-hmm. What about this screams? Yep, I'm going to give you six picks with this guy. Exactly, I, I, and and then also take on the ridiculous salary. Well, yeah, but that was already implied. You didn't have to oh. give up six picks for. Of course, you had to take yeah. that salary. So you had to take it, but then you stack on six picks on top of it. It's like the salary alone should have been should have been a no go. Arguably, no go should have been. You just got. You just had to have a grand jury decide whether you could be traded or not. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Because <sighs> I mean, let's let's think about this. He, there were obviously. He was already unhappy with Houston, which is one reason why he didn't play. Well, probably the primary reason. Of course, the mm. the, the civil stuff didn't help. But you, you're a little bit off on that. the The fact that he was unhappy with the Texans, the, the the Texans were keeping him out there, out of the limelight because they didn't want to. They didn't want it to hurt any trade if the if the uh, if the civil stuff got settled yeah. beforehand. Before the trade deadline last year, and they knew that if he was, if he, if he played, if he was, if he was to be, if he was going to start the NFL, was suspended. The NFL did not really want to go down that route, so the NFL, without a, like, unofficially, said, "Just okay, keep him on the side here. Don't don't put him on injury reserve or anything. Just put him on the active roster, waste a roster spot. Just don't play him, and we won't have to handle this." And like. Okay, fine, but because and no one wanted to touch him trade wise because they didn't know whether or not he was going to be eligible to play, not just from the league up perspective, but from the justice system perspective. So yes, the fact that he was angry with the Texans wasn't helping his cause, but the main reason he didn't play was not that; it was the legal uh, system taking its course, and the legal system, as we know, is not fast. Yeah, I mean, and 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 we still don't really have the answer in terms of the civil suits. He's cleared criminally, but he's still yet to to be uh, dealt a punishment from the. However, that's supposed to work. But really, the point I'm getting here ultimately is you're still dealing with that. There's zero. There's zero chance that he's going to go out there and that not be affecting his gameplay. There's, there's absolutely no chance that that's still not going to be in his head. Mm. It's still got to be like you're out there, you're dealing with all of this, even if it's just a civil suit. You're still what I'm not going to attest to the to whether or not he's <laughs> guilty because that's not what what this is about. For for you know, well, it is, but it's not. That's not for me to decide. Um. The, the point being is you're still facing that. Someone's still – you're still being told whether or not you're liable for this stuff. Even if you're not going to go to jail for it, you're still going through the court system. So that's still a distraction. 
Honestly, though, by the time we get to September, this thing might be resolved. It could be. It could it, be. It, and and if it isn't, I, I I'm I'm not. I I probably shouldn't go here, but I'm going to. Do you honestly think he cares? I mean, I, I hate to say it, and I shouldn't be throwing around an accusation like that, and I'm not trying to accuse him. But if you're someone who – here's the thing. He, he clearly used his status as an NFL quarterback in whatever he – in what he was accused of doing, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't do that. Like, you basically were like, okay, I can do whatever I want. So if, if you've now got the money, you already had the money, but now you're getting a chance to play, does your mindset go straight to doing whatever I have to do to get ready to play? I don't care about anything else. My lawyers will take care of it. Does it – it almost has to, doesn't it? Well, yeah, of course. It, I mean it has to, but we, we're all – like, the fact comes down to we're not impenetrable. It doesn't matter who you are. Something like that is going to have some sort of an effect. I, I, I have, I, I am, whether it's, I, I don't really care who it is at this point, I guess, is that it, it doesn't matter what's going on. There's something going to be nagging you at the back of your head. Even if you're, even if you actually did what you've been accused of doing, somebody, the, whether, it, whether it's a locker room thing, whether somebody in the locker room is, it has preconceived notions about you because of this, whether let's just say what, what if even coaches do some of the coaching staff in there does, then they, you know, some, somebody in that organization, someone else is going to be causing more problems. Even if it's not him doing it, let's that there's a chance for that. There's, it's gotta be, it's, um, it, let's say it's cleared up by the start of the season, but it still goes on through training camp. There's there's a whole level. Uh, there's a whole. There, there's multiple levels to it that can of multiple factors that can tie into this outside of him just going, "Oh, I'm totally fine," right? Because there's still the chance that he's not, and I don't care who you are, you're going to be worrying about that slight chance. <laughs> That, that that's fair. I can yeah. I, I can I can agree with you there. But I also I don't I definitely don't put it past to go. Oh yeah, my lawyers have it handled. I mean, I would sure hope you trust your lawyers to have it handled. Let's I don't let let's be real there. I hope that if you have hired lawyers, you trust them to do the job. I that just goes without saying. But there's always if you've got to have to have lawyers involved, there's something also that's going to make you worry that they're not going to do the job because. That's just how we are. I I have two words: ineffective counsel. Yeah, that that is a real thing. You know, mm-hmm. Just beware. It's like it, it. There's just it's a lot more that needs to be. It, it's still a lot of stuff that Cleveland's gambling with, and you know it, it could drag on through the season. It could very well be done by then, and and then by that point. Sure, it's it's a non-factor, but as as long as this civil suit stuff is still going on and nothing has been ruled or however again however civil suits are actually handled, I don't really know. Until it's all cleared, till it's all said and done, 
there's still the chance that it's affecting his game one way or the other. Whether it's the locker room or directly on him going, I'm worried that this is a problem. Oof, I can't concentrate. I, I can agree with that. All right, let's turn to the current quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, the last quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, who is still on the team at this point, but it's very well accepted he's going to be out at some point. You don't mm-hmm. keep he and Deshaun Watson on the roster for two reasons. <laughs> One, it would blow up on your face. Two, the salary cap is only so high. Mm-hmm. So, the Browns, as the report I just saw, said they wanted a first-round pick for him before the Deshaun Watson trade. <sighs> I have two questions for you. I, I already know what your answer is going to be. Well, then, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Number one, is he worth the first-round pick? Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. I, th- I don't think there's a team out there that actually needs a quarterback that should be giving a first-round pick for him. What would you give for him? I, I don't think I'd go much higher than a third. Yeah, that's how I was thinking too. I, I give you, I start you out of the fourth and see what you thought, and then if I had to, I go to a third. I wouldn't combine them to like I'm going one pick for him. I'm not going two. Yeah. And I'm damn sure not going six. You're not getting your money back. <laughs> and then here's the thing. Here's the second part. What does it say that he was not part of the deal that the Texans like the Texans didn't want him? What does that say? That now, granted, you can also say, well, the Texans are in a rebuild mode. They want to, but Baker's still young, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's is, still young. Is, isn't he still technically on his rookie contract? I think so. So, I mean, you've got a young quarterback who's still cheap for a while. You can build the rest of your roster. Around. You've got every draft pick in the in the league right about now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what is it? Should what what should we read into this if anything that he wasn't going to Houston as part of this trade? I mean, it could just be they. As simple as he doesn't fit the scheme they run. I don't know. I mean, I'm that, not. That, that's fair. It could be that simple, but as we both know, nothing's ever that simple. No, nothing's no. ever that simple. No. But it could. It could also just be simply uh, you're getting rid of one crap personality. Why bring in another one? Yeah, it could be that. And again, we should remind everyone: Nick Casario used to be the Patriots player director of player personnel. Mm-hmm. He comes from the organization that, that values personality over talent. Yep. Worth noting. But the first thing I, th- I saw when I saw the, that, I thought when I saw this deal was like, where's Baker going? Why isn't he on this list? Because I thought that'd be the most natural thing to do, right? Is if you want to offload him. Mm-hmm. Call the Texans and say, "Well, if you want to, sh- if you want to offload Deshaun Watson, we want to offload Baker Mayfield, right? You can do what you want with him afterwards, but we want to offload him, and we're not going to take this deal." That's where I question the Browns, right? Not only did you t- get give up six picks for Deshaun Watson, but you seemingly did not even push the issue. And again, I'm not—I don't know if they did or not. For all I know, they pushed as hard as they could. But it doesn't seem like they pushed as hard as they could to get Baker off the roster in this deal. They, they think someone else is out there. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to are you going to are you going to strong arm someone and doing it on draft night when the quarterback they wanted in a not quarterback rich draft mm-hmm. is off the board at fifteen? Like what? 
explain to me how you think this is going to work out because I'd like to know. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not – I'm not sure at all. Where would you even begin? Like who would you call to say, hey, y'all need a quarterback? I mean, San Francisco is the only place you can really think about, and they – it's not going to be a straight-up swap for Garoppolo. Yeah. Because you've already got Deshaun Watson. And who and who's going to call the 49ers? Who's going to beat down their door wanting to get Garoppolo right now? Not very many because I think the people – frankly, the people that might have been in talks, everybody that I saw that – well, a potential landing spot have all now picked up their guys. Seemingly, I saw that Pittsburgh might have been a spot, and less and, and less than a week after me seeing that, I think, or uh, maybe two weeks after me seeing that, they grabbed Mitch Trubisky. Uh, after uh, Indy, there was thoughts that he might be a spot after uh, uh, they ditch. Well, first off, it was Washington might be the spot. Did they pick up Win- uh, Wentz or they, they grab Wentz? Then it, Indy might be the spot. And now Indy has Matt Ryan. <laughs> and then uh, uh, now Atlanta has Mariota, which, you know, I guarantee you, had they not picked up Mariota right there, there'd have been a report going, is Jimmy G going to Atlanta? Uh, so pretty much every time someone goes, uh, the 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 headline pops up. Hey, here's a fit for Jimmy Garoppolo. Someone someone fills that, and it's just another veteran in the league. It's and basically think, Houston's joy team that might even remotely be interested, and in, they don't seem to want a veteran quarterback right now. Yeah. So I mean, so much bad. Like these teams back themselves into a corner every year. Mm-hmm. And it confuses me now because, like, what, where, what is the end goal with Jimmy G now? Because if 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 the things are correct, they still want to trade him. If they don't trade him, do they start him? Do they go ahead and just start Trey Lance because they already wanted to get rid of Garoppolo? What now? Now what goes on there? <laughs> are you just throwing Garoppolo out on a string for no reason whatsoever? And then basically, now, yeah. Like, because that's what's going on right now. Like, it's it's not fair to him, and that's and I'm not saying that just because I do like Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, you know, it's just it's it, it, no matter who it is, it's not fair to the player to do that. In, you know what baffles me about that situation? What's the one thing coaches always detest more than anything else? A distraction, right? Mm-hmm. What is this? A distraction. Yeah. You, it's Here's the thing. Coaches will detest a distraction that they didn't make. But when they make it, it's all, it's all part of the process. Like, no. No. This is not. No. Okay? Mm-hmm. No. You all overthink this stuff. And then you see your organization get back into a corner. And you expect to dig your way out of it. And it's just like. You know, you'd save yourself a lot more stress if you if you actually did things the smart way instead of trying to outthink 31 other people. Yeah, it's... Uh, this, this whole thing is just... Uh, fun enough, I'm going to skim through this real quick but just to see what happens. But uh, apparently... As of like 45 minutes ago, there's an article going, why haven't the 49ers dealt Jimmy G? Hey, look at that. So, uh, 
dominoes let's see blah 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 he basically already understood that he was probably not going to be in san francisco and he had already discussed trade destinations with with lynch so there was that uh what the hell is john lynch doing then uh there was the thought obviously there was a thought that he might go to tampa bay but i'm not gonna happen now tom brady happened uh Aaron Rodgers stayed put. Russell Wilson is, well, at the time, appeared to be staying in Seattle. Now he's gone uh, to Denver. And then I guess from what I see, people are already going, okay, Drew Locke's the guy in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> I ah, nothing against the guy, but I don't really know why you think that. Um Let's see. I mean, is Seattle really that much better than Denver was last year? No. Nope. So, I mean, if he <laughs> yeah. couldn't, like, there's, there's a reason they wanted to yeah. keep it. There's exactly. a reason they looked at Russell Wilson and went, hmm, yeah, we'll go the 32 year old. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and there's no way Jimmy G goes to Seattle in any way. Oh, there's no, there's no trade in the division. You, you're not, yeah, you're not going to do that. Uh, Unless you see. rob the Seahawks in, in broad daylight to do it. <laughs> yeah. Unless. Unless you call up Casario and be like, "Hey, uh, how did you do that to Cleveland? We want to do that to, we want to do that to the Seahawks." Mm-hmm. Uh, very briefly, uh, it mentions that apparently the Browns are looking at Carolina to try to trade Baker to, um, maybe even Seattle. And apparently, again, this article mentioned uh, right in the same sentence. Those are the other two. Those are the two remaining logical spots that Garoppolo could be. So that automatically knocks them out. No, I'm kidding, but, but based yeah, on the yeah, kind of based on the trend here, that just means it's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Obviously, that's the fact that he's got a shoulder surgery, so he's probably missing the entire off season. So that's going to shake things up, regardless. Um especially if he's learning a new system. So there's that. Uh, well, you know, the case is just going even further against Garoppolo. Sorry, guy. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and then, of course, there's the, is he's played as good as he's ever going to play question. Well, you don't know that until you've seen him play again. There's no way <laughs> to answer that now. Exactly. Like, yeah. Analytics will probably tell you something, and they'll probably show a statistical drop-off. But there's no way to say – here's the thing. Yes, Garoppolo didn't have bad stats, and yes, he, but yes, he wasn't all that flashy. But again, the 49ers were in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Okay? They, they won. I don't, I've said this on multiple occasions. I know you agree with me. I don't care how you win. Right. If I win the ball, if I win the game, running the ball fifty-five times, but I only throw it twice, I still win the game. Mm-hmm. See Patriots in Buffalo this year, right? They won that game. It yep. doesn't matter. I don't. You don't have to have a quarterback that's going out there and throwing for five thousand yards, fifty-five touchdowns, and only throwing six interceptions all year. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. Carson Wentz had great number, had good numbers in, in, in Indianapolis. Made mistakes at the wrong time, and look what happened to him. He got traded, and said, "Coach apologized to his owner to keep his job." Numbers yep. don't tell you everything. Exactly. Yes, Garoppolo made mistakes in the playoffs late in games, but guess what? 
He still made plays when he had to. That team won. Don't tell me he's a bad quarterback because I can prove you wrong. Okay? Mm-hmm. I can prove you wrong just by showing you the results. I mean, the guy came in as soon as he was traded and uh, to San Francisco and finished out the that rest of that season undefeated, right? So like, what, 6-7-0? Mm, they, 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 they sat him for like two or three weeks. Oh, well, when he did start playing, he finished the he, – he, they, yeah. they didn't lose. And I think it was what? It was like six or seven games. Yeah, it was something like that. So he he brought them – he almost single-handedly brought them into a somewhat relevance that season. He took them to a Super Bowl. And if the defense had made one stop, would have a ring. Here's the thing. If the if the if they stop the Chiefs at one point in the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, the entire narrative of this conversation doesn't happen mm-hmm. because he's won a Super Bowl there and they love him, right? Yep. If he if they win that game against the Chiefs, Mahomes is doing a different light because he has no ring, and yep. we can go down that rabbit hole later. But because they lost that game, and mind you, it wasn't even his fault, right? Mm-hmm. There, the football was in the end zone at the end of that game, and the Niners. With the Niners having the ball, right? The blast ball went into the end zone. They could have won that game. Don't like let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to win that football game. So tell me he's a bad quarterback. You went to a Super Bowl, you went to an NFC Championship game in the year, and the year between you, he was hurt. And it was a pandemic year. Anything could have happened. Stop telling me he's a bad quarterback. Just stop. The, the last option at the end here is they just release him and save $18 million. That's, that's that the last be, option here. Would that be pre or post June 1? Uh, it doesn't say. That sounds like a post June 1 thing. It sounds like a June 2nd kind of deal. Yeah, probably. But it, yeah, all, yeah, all it says is releasing him would save $18 million and another 7.5 would come back if he signs. For another team. All right, let's, uh, play, let's play this game. The the Panthers owner David Tepper has basically said he want he he wants a franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. and he wants someone he that he can uh, parade in front of Panthers fans and go, "This is your quarterback." Mm-hmm. Who do you want, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo? You can only have one, just for star power alone. And someone you think they'll be there for a while. You can only pick one. Between the two of them? Yes, I'm not giving you any other options. Yeah. Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. Hmm. Well, I feel like I know who fans would get more excited about. Yeah. They'd probably be more excited about Baker because. because some people resonate with that, I guess. I don't, but from a fan standpoint, they would be more excited about Baker. And they're trying to sell tickets, so so that's that is probably where, if you're a businessman, and that's what the, the that's probably where they lean, but. I would say you could take injuries into account, but both of these guys have been injured. I mean, Baker was apparently injured all season last season. Um, 
and I guess he's had surgery. Has he had surgery now, or did they manage to avoid that? I can't remember. I think that he's had surgery. Okay. So you've got two guys who are gonna, uh, basically going to be coming off of surgery or already have come off surgery. And, but, but, but again, the, the one that, that you see more headlines about, you see more things, you see all over the TV, you see all over commercials is Baker Mayfield. That's it. That's if you want to sell tickets, that's, that's what happens. And frankly, you might sell more tickets with Baker than you will with Sam Donald at the helm. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, kinda. Here's the uh, here's the thing. With Garoppolo, you you know what you're getting. Yeah, I have no idea what Baker Mayfield's gonna do from game in to game out. Like I have I no idea. And, and here's the thing: at like, fans at at their core, unless you're one of those people who are special, mm-hmm. they want the, they want consistency, right? Yep. Consistent winning, of course, but. At least if I'm bad, at least I know I'm bad. At least I don't. I like. I'd rather know I'm bad than get my yeah. hopes up. Like we go on a three-game winning streak. Oh, we're good again. Then we lose mm-hmm. five in a row. Oh my god, we're bad. Then we lose. When we win two in a row, then we lose four in a row. It's like I'd rather be. I, I'd rather know this team is complete and total garbage. And just like okay, it's a wash. Let's just load up in the draft. We'll try it again next year. Then I would. Then I would be like strung out to dry. Mm-hmm. As I've been strong, I was right with hope. I've seen that the Atlanta Braves and Everton FC. <laughs> now the Braves, the Braves pulled it off. They won a World Series. Everton are about to be relegated from the Premier League, <laughs> the first time since 1953 when there was no Premier League. It was just the first division. So uh, yeah, I've seen both ends of this, <laughs> and I know what it happens when you. But I always say hope is a very dangerous word if you use it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But Garoppolo, I know what I'm getting. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can build around that. I don't know what to give Baker Mayfield yet. It's like, I gave you Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and uh, a great tight end. I can't think of his name. I gave you a good defense, mm-hmm. and this is what I got in return. And you had Nick Chubb. Yes, Nick <laughs> Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt, yeah. Now I think Kareem I, Hunt see, didn't he seal his own fate at one point, or was that after he or before he came to Cleveland? I I that was his timeline because he yeah. that's when the Chiefs cut him. Yeah, okay, that's right. But so yeah, he, he had the weapons and still didn't get, didn't get anything done. Well, he did get it to the AFC uh, divisional round, which again it should be noted they did yes, that. They did do that, but. Again, consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, you were hurt. I understand that. Hurt, being injured does impact performance. But at the same time, it's like we, we expected so much more out of you, and this is what we got. Mm-hmm. That offensive in the beginning part of the season was the definition of stagnant. Mm-hmm. It couldn't do anything. Couldn't move the ball, couldn't score, couldn't do anything. Yeah. And that was before the injury really, really got piled up on it's like they played a game against the Vikings last year in Minnesota, and I'm just like, this this is brutal. This is br- that that game was like 13 to seven. Mm-hmm. And granted, neither of us minds a defensive shootout, a defensive struggle. I mean, but it, it, there's a difference between defensive struggle and 
this offense is garbage. Yeah. And you can tell if you watch the game. And I watched the game. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the NFL, man. It's crazy. All right, one more game for them. We'll move on. If you're Baker Mayfield and you get a chance to pick, the competition is for the Browns. Going back to the Browns is the exact same, but you get to pick. You go to Seattle or you go to Carolina. Where do you go? Hmm. It's a good question. I ask you a question. Do you know that? A good question. I still, I still feel like you've got more to gain with Seattle. I still think there's more potential to have the pieces fit or, or something fall together that you can take advantage of. I just, I have not seen any evidence from Carolina that they know how to essentially forget rebuilding they haven't built right and here's the thing who's saying Matt Rule won't be out of a job in six six percent of the season if they're two and four one and five Mm -hmm. like I'd rather go somewhere for for all that I I love Pete Carroll I've said that on here many times do I believe the Seahawks should have fired him and rebuilt from the ground up everything yes I do but they appear to have backed him and I, I like Pete and John Snyder, uh, the GM there, having a chance to rebuild that football team more than I like whoever the hell is running the show in Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the big news of today, which kind of ties into everything like this because the Colts checked in on the Sean Watson. They were told no. Uh, so they had to go out and get a quarterback after trading for Carson Wentz. It was trading him away, rather. So they get Matt Ryan, who comes from Atlanta, obviously. And uh, in addition to the wild week Atlanta sports fans have had with two of the most uh, – think about this. Matt Ryan was only there – was only two years before Freddie Freeman showed up for the Braves. Freddie was a September call-up in 2010. And Matt Ryan was there in 2008. So you had two – Bonafide legends and and mainstays in Atlanta sports. Uh, one left in free agency, and the other one was traded in less than a, in, in a week. What a week for Atlanta! Yeah, absolutely. Trey Young, the city's yours. <laughs> yeah, that's about the only thing they got left for them. And they got a pretty good ball club still down there. Yeah, true. And we loaded up. We got the Dodgers closer. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Yeah, that's right. They did grab that guy. Kenley Jansen. No, actually, his brother, the Braves drafted his brother back in the 90s. Huh. So cool there all around. So, thoughts on Matty Ice going to a place where he'll see a lot of ice now, Indianapolis. <laughs> Not on the field because he's placing the dome. Hey, he still gets to play a dome, doesn't he? Yeah. So, so thoughts on Matt Ryan going to Indianapolis for I believe a third round pick it was. Uh yeah yeah I think it was a third round. Uh I I I didn't expect that at all. Um I had no idea there was any talks that he or any idea or any rumors I didn't see anything at all suggesting that he might not s- still be in Atlanta by next season. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm absolutely shocked about that. Um, but this is Matt Ryan we're talking about. You're probably safer with him than you are Carson Wentz. Yeah, kind of. It's Matt Ryan. It doesn't matter how poor the Falcons have played. Matt Ryan generally p- plays pretty well. I mean, there's a reason he's called Matty Ice. Uh, I believe I saw something that indicated that after they failed to trade for Deshaun Watson, he was mad. He that pissed him off, and he basically was like, "Okay, I want out. Either I want out, or I'm going to get a new contract. One of the two. And they pushed back his roster bonus be, to make room for they they pushed back his roster bonus initially." Because they wanted to have time to complete the Deshaun Watson deal and then trade him. So they they were trying to save money on that front at first. And mm-hmm. then and then they and then Deshaun Watson decided he wanted to go play for the Browns. Instead, that fell apart. And he's like, okay, look, you all didn't want me. You clearly don't. I want out. And the roster bonus was like, what, $7 million, something like that? Uh, I can't remember. It wasn't very high, at least not what one would expect. It's like you traded him for because you didn't want to pay him $7 million. Like, I, that's kind of sad, considering Arthur Blank owns the Falcons and Atlanta United FC. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're a very rich man. I know you are. I know you can afford this. Yeah. I, I think the one thing that and this is kind of it's worked for but also against Indianapolis um over the last few years um is that well they're not they can't stay consistent at quarterback uh, since since luck retired now that doesn't mean they've had poor quarterback play Jacoby Pissett was serviceable i don't think he blew anybody's mind when he went as a starter but he didn't play that bad they won. Philip Rivers did quite well, from what I recall. And Carson Wentz, again, didn't do poorly. He just made horrible mistakes at the most inopportune moments, which ended up losing a lot more games than it needed to. But, and I'm not going to suggest that that's going to be the case with Matt Ryan, but it just makes you wonder. So he's got two years left on the contra- on, his, on his contract here, is that what it says? That they've got two years... They traded in. See what is it? I just saw it. Yeah, he has two years for about almost sixty million dollars total between the two. Um, but I, I'm not sure they're going to do any better than what they did with. I think what they they did better with Rivers technically, like as of record, right? Over. Wins. I'm just comparing. That's all I got is the two seasons. Well, they made the playoffs with Philip Rivers. They missed the playoffs last year. Yep. Okay. Well, that's all I need, I guess. But I don't think you. I just don't. I don't know if they. They can push any further. I, I still don't think they're going to grow any further than where they will. I think they will, but I. But I think I, they. Yeah. I I think they will, because I think Matt Ryan is that much better than yeah. Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And I think the weapons they have around him will be better than he had in Atlanta. Uh, C.T.Y. Hilton and others around him. And Mm -hmm. he has a great running back now, Jonathan Taylor. True. 
Frank I, Reich is obviously a very smart play caller. Mm-hmm. But I, and of course, it obviously doesn't hurt that. I mean, the man's been to a Super Bowl. We know what happened in that game. We know what happened in that game. But it wasn't but his fault. He got him there. Um, so I mean, he, the guy, the guy knows what he need, what needs to be done. It's just been a little while since he's gotten to do it. <laughs> this is kind of. You mentioned the oh gosh, why am I yawning? It's not even nine yet. Why am I yawning? <laughs> you can because you've been up since like you know how early this morning, but I wasn't. So <laughs> anyway, my point is this: I thought about this as soon as I saw this trade going down. That this the Colts have a type at quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. An unathletic pocket passer. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck was the exception to that. He could run and he could tackle, but he still fit the same mold as Peyton Manning. Yeah. Phillip Rivers, not that much. Jacoby Brissett was the outlier here. Mm-hmm. Right? Jacoby could run. But Phillip Rivers, not that athletic pocket passer. Get him outside the pocket, he's screwed. Carson Wentz, run a little bit, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, he ain't known for his legs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you, you kind of wonder if. Yes, the Colts have built a system around the type of quarterbacks they want, so they never take a significant drop off. But you almost wonder if because, like, Deshaun Watson can use his legs. He's a very good runner. Mm-hmm. He's a very good guy at extending plays, and they wanted him. They called the Texans to to do this, and they didn't want to trade in the division, which you can understand that. Uh, but at least they called. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wonder if they were trying to kind of get out of that funk of like, well. We we've seen what having the unathletic pocket passer has done for us. Let's go outside the box here. And they had to settle for Matt. I'm not saying they settled for Matt Ryan because you know, I guess they kind of did because they they checked in on Deshaun Watson. But at the same time, you kind of wonder. Like I think they'll be fine because yeah. he's, the system works. But you just kind of wonder how better they how reluctant they were to take him again, or take him on if. We're as opposed to trying to move on to another type of ski. Mm-hmm. And, and if they'll, it also get, makes you wonder are they giving themselves enough time? I, I'm not going to say how long, much longer Matt, Matt Ryan's going to play. I think he definitely has another couple of years on him at least. But are you, get, let's say this two years, he's, he's two years and done. Let's, let's say that that's the case. Assuming that the con- uh, we'll go off the assumption that the contract he's got is his last one, is that enough time for you to do anything? Is that enough time to get you where you want to be? Yes. Because if you get if you got two years, can can you win a Super Bowl with him in two years? Yes. It's not impossible. I definitely don't think it's impossible. That team is in win, and when that team is built to win now, so. If that's all they want, get the Super Bowl, be gone. I mean, well, here's and the let's thing. Say he, let's say he leaves. Here's then the thing. what? I guess they, it doesn't matter then what because you got a Super Bowl. But <laughs> they got Phillip Rivers with the with the knowledge it would be a one or two year at max thing. They got him for one year, mm-hmm. right? And they were fine with that. This year you have, unless he retires, and again, I I don't think he retires after one year. But let's just say he plays out this contract and that's it. You've got two years with this guy. You only have one with Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. So I, I, yes, the Colts are going to be just fine. 
I agree. I, yeah, I don't think I certainly do not think they're any worse off. I, there was again, this is Matt Ryan we're talking about. I have zero belief that they are worse off than uh, than uh, with having him there. They they uh, really can go. On, they they only can go up from there. I truly believe that. All right. If I had to take, I had, if I had to ask you to pick one of the AFC South today, Titans or Colts. <laughs> Hmm. That's 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 a really that's actually a really really tough one still. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm all fired like really tough yeah. questions. It, honestly, I'm not sure I could pick right now. I'm 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 really not sure because I I don't I'm not going to believe uh, say that the the Titans reign or attempted reign was or is a one and done thing. They've got they. I don't. As far as I've seen, they've not lost too much. They've gained too. So, there's still obviously you've got the best running back in the league. The best, Jonathan Taylor. You're you're second. That despite if Derrick Henry was healthy all season, he'd been on top. It's it's without a doubt, he's the best. Again, Tannehill gets the job done. You got Robert he, Woods now. You got they got Robert Woods now. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen anything major on the defensive side that's changed. Yet. No, but and they need to change that. Cause that was the but, weak spot. But they do. Yeah, they do need to upgrade a little bit. Um, but as far as I've seen, the picture is basically the same. Adding Robert Woods, and uh, well. I take that back. They cut Julio Jones, right? Yes. But again, Robert Woods. Now he's coming off an ACL, so that's going to be a bit of a, an adjustment. But it's still Robert Woods. We know how effective he is. Um, so does that. Um, you want to know how this division is going to be decided? Hmm. If the Colts don't lose to Jacksonville in Jacksonville this year, <laughs> they win the division. I... Yeah, that that's a good point. Yeah, they. That's it. If the Colts manage to beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville, <laughs> they win the division because they'll probably beat up on the Texans. They almost always do. Mm-hmm. Titans are the same thing, but if the Jags or Texans can steal a win against one of them, that throws the whole thing into a tilt. Yeah, that's true. So it, it's gonna they're definitely gonna be I think they're gonna be trading punches and it's gonna be it's gonna be close to the end really uh, I but uh we'll we'll see how the Titans decide to address the defense and we'll go from there but it's definitely not a lock it's definitely not a lock for Tennessee no way no nothing is, of course, but no. Speaking of the Titans' defense, one former cornerback of theirs is uh, is back in New England, not officially on a deal yet, but he was in town today, March twenty first. Uh, that would be Mister Malcolm Butler, Super Bowl forty nine hero, back in town for a tryout. Now, remember there was a report that said he retired or was going to retire. Mm-hmm. So. With that and Leonard Fournette showing up, there's a lot of AFC South ties today, aren't there? 
Yeah. We got yeah, a this, lot. We may as well show we may as well name this show the AFC South show for tonight. <laughs> so Leonard Fournette shows up in Foxborough for a for a workout. What are we to make of all this? It's very interesting. I mean that wow. Um I mean you still we've still got let's see. Brandon Bolton's gone. I know that. But you got you got James White back. Obviously you got Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris. You uh uh do they still have I haven't seen anything about Taylor being moved. I don't I think he's still there. I think he is. So it's very interesting. Oh well, here's a. This is just because I briefly saw it. Huh. Fournette interest. This was from 39 minutes ago, from NBC Sports. For uh, the interest in Fournette might signal a plan to move Harris. Hmm. So Harris is in his last year of his rookie deal. Which this is true. He is yes. <sighs> Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. I, Unless they really love Stevenson that much. I mean, I feel, I just feel like the, I feel like they, they, I feel like having both of them the way we had them last season. Granted, they also kind of bounced back and forth from trading off being injured, but when they were on the field together, back and forth. I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't. I don't know if I understand that. I don't know if I I don't know if I buy it right now. Of course, I'm also need to look through a little more of this right off the bat. I don't know if I buy it. This is also the New England Patriots. This you won't awesome. hear a damn thing until that deal is going through the dust. <laughs> exactly. I think the I think the CIA looks at the Patriots and goes, "That's how to keep a secret, boys. That's how you keep a secret." Hmm. Hmm. We can get into that a little bit later. We're going to talk about it's, Patriots yeah. running backs a little bit later. But yeah. Fournette and Malcolm Butler in the house. That we're not used to seeing this. We're used yeah. to seeing guys we have no idea who the heck they are in the house. Exactly. Not guys we've watched on Sundays for the past few years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now with with Malcolm Butler, that again, I, I I'll. I'll take him any day if they, and I'm obviously they're not looking to pay out the butt for him. If they, if, if a, a deal comes, um, I take him back. We already know he, what he can do. We already know what he has done with new England. He was, he was the number one guy leading up until the last possible minute when he didn't play super bowl 52. And I'm not going to lie. I'm still uh, a little angry about I'm that. I'm glad but... you brought that up. Because I'd like, <laughs> I'd like the condition of this contract to we, we finally figure out why he didn't play. Yeah, dude, I, that's the, that's the mystery that none of us will really un- have still. And we never, again, we, we, we understand that we basically never know with this, but I'm not going to say they lost the game because he didn't play. Dang it, it didn't help. No, it did not. <laughs> and no, I'm still jacked about that. <sighs> Think about this. If they win, that's Brady's sixth. Or seventh. Yeah, sixth at that point. Mm-hmm. He probably just says, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. If we not have the whole Tampa situation, we'd be much better off. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> but no, I he took he basically ended la ended the middle of the season from Arizona. Or not even before I don't even remember where it was actually, but I know point being he up and stopped playing. And I think it was mental health. Um Mental and health you, stuff. And you think Bill is going to be easier on your mental health than Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> well, and he, he took he, he was retiring to deal with it. And, and almost immediately, like I'd still saw things, like not very long after that, we saw things that he was mulling coming back. Um, actually, it was basically not long after the season ended or after the playoffs ended, but before the Super Bowl, there was stuff that he was c- contemplating coming back. Um, but whatever he, apparently whatever he's dealt with, he's dealt with and he's ready. But I, I, all I know is I, I will take him back. He would, we, we know where he fits in. We know what we just lost in JC Jackson. And he was the number one guy at one point. So he knows how to be that role. The, the thing that – when I first heard this, I initially forgot about the Super Bowl. But the, the, the thing I – the fact that he's going here mm-hmm. for the workout tells you that there's still respect between he and Bill, mm-hmm. which means that the relationship is salvageable, right? Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, fine. But – like, and here's the thing. For all we know, this is just the, I want to keep tabs and I want to see how you are if we need you in the future kind of deal. This isn't a, I want to see how you are so I can fill out that section of this contract that I have right in front of you. It might just be just to keep tabs on him, have information, fill the notebook out, work out. Mm-hmm. So any notion, and that might be what Fournette is too. Yeah, and that, let's just be honest with you. The Patriots are known to do that. Every team yep. does. They fill up, they fill up a notebook. So this might be a okay. Well, nice to have you. Good seeing. You. Still know you know how to get here. You know all that. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Exactly. But the, but the fact that the, that the relationship seems salvageable enough to where either. Either Bill accepted an invitation on from Butler's camp to come here, or asked Butler's camp for him to come here. That that should be taken as good, in any context. Yeah, for sure. Considering how it ended, I agree. Now, if he signs, can we get our first preseason game in Minnesota? Can we get back to the scene of the crime? Please? Yeah. Actually, I think we're supposed to play the Vikings there this year. I think we actually are supposed to go to Minnesota in the regular season. Hmm. Look up the Patriots 2022 opponents because I, I keep being an idiot forget to plug on my computer again. I don't know why. It's been like a month when I haven't charged this thing. Uh, yeah, they are going to Minnesota. Week one, 
Patriots at Vikings. If Malcolm Butler signs, I want this. <laughs> or we go to Arizona this year because of the extra 17th game. Mm-hmm. Away game to minutes, Arizona wouldn't be all that bad if Malcolm Butler to be uh, reunited with the Patriots in the game with. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm, 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 I'm not telling I'm not telling Central because of how did their job. I'm just saying. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. I am a schedule nerd, okay? I'll, I'll tell you how to do I'll tell them how to do that job. <laughs> Ow. Oh. Did you pull a me and hurt yourself on air? I think I smacked my foot against my chair. <sighs> yeah, that's something I would do. But I've probably done it at some point. <laughs> All right. So we mentioned Leonard Fournette and his reported interest in the Patriots or the other way around. That leads us to our review of the Patriots and West Virginia running backs. So we'll start in New England. Say the running back core, if you please, sir. The running back core. Let me pop open the whole running back core there. Patriots. Pop it back open. I accidentally closed it. Uh, running backs. What? That doesn't seem right. Let me guess it threw up Corey Dillon at you. Oh, no, there you are. <laughs> it, it stacked it weirdly. So we have Damien Harrison, the Harris. I was looking at Stevenson and Harris together. <laughs> Damien Harris, JJ Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, Dalton Keene. I guess he was he a, he was a so, practice squad guy. He was drafted oh, as a tight oh, end. How the hell did we get to the running back? Right? I have no idea. And then Ty Montgomery, which Ty Montgomery was just signed last yeah. week. But he's also uh, a receiving threat, which I think they listed him as a wide receiver when they announced him being signed. Uh, either way, we know what he can do. We know he's dual threat um, because I'm pretty sure when I a couple years ago when he was making headlines, uh, especially fantasy headlines. I had him and you could flex him as both wide receiver and running back, just like uh, Patterson this year. So we, either way, we know what he can do. Um, and uh, now this, he's not listed on here, but they signed, they brought James White back. So you've got James White. Um, okay, there we are. Ty Montgomery's listed as, uh, as wide receiver and running back slot. Um, why isn't James White on the Unof- this is the unofficial depth trouble. Why isn't James? White he might there? still be listed on injured reserve. That that's true. He might still be, um, but he's there. There's no um, need to take him off until the until training. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also with Ty Montgomery, he can he can return kicks, can't he? I think so. Um, but I think anyone can if Bill puts him back there. True. Um, but it, the, given the fact that we lost Gunner to the Steelers. Um, that's a that's another uh, nice fit there. So I don't know. It seems like we got versatile back. We got versatile group there, which again, which uh, to obviously, uh, like you said, the fact that Fournette's there could just very well be we're going to see what's up the end. They might have no intent to sign him, but. Let's say there is intent to sign him. It still confuses me. I still don't really see where he fits in because we've got all the bases covered with what he can do. <laughs> we've got all the bases covered. So is he? I, I don't. I don't really think he's ne- needed. 
you got again Harris and Stevenson fit fill the same role, but they trade off so that they they essentially you're traded off and stay fresh or cover each other when one's hurt. JJ uh, Taylor was serviceable. He, again, we got we know what Ty Montgomery can do if if he doesn't fill all the other roles. And James White's the receiving back. Fournette can be a receiver. He got he, he had what almost 500 yards uh, receiving and a couple I mean, touchdowns. Look at how he played against the Patriots in Foxborough, right? He was used out of the backfield all the time. Brady did. Mm-hmm. Brady treated him, gave him the James White treatment. Yep. It, like, in, on the same field, he gave James White that treatment a million times. Mm-hmm. And and that's not to say he he isn't useful. That is not that's to say he isn't skillful. But I just. I don't see where he fits in. And I just don't personally think that it's worth getting anybody else to bring him in. When I think the the running back core, I feel like they've got, I feel like I understand their identity. So, I, I, I can't, and that's, if someone gets thrown out and he get, comes in, I don't think we're worse off, but it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it needs to happen. That doesn't mean it will happen, as we discussed. But oh, and that's nothing against the again. This is nothing against him or anything. I just don't quite see that it's necessary when I, I feel like their identity is is there. Is running back close to the strength of the offense? I, in terms, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I I do believe so. I'm with you, and, and I, 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 I think Mac Jones, the quarterback room, is is inching on as Mac continues to progress. Mm-hmm. But for now, the running back yeah. core is the strength of the offense, and it will be probably unless Mac takes a significant leap. And again, I, I wouldn't go putting that. I wouldn't go betting on that because he's basically having a rookie year twice. Don't expect that until next year. As in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I, I think I think the running back the running backs are gonna do their job. They're going and Mac's gonna be able to to build from that. And I think the I it, assuming, you know, something gets figured out with the offensive line, which it wasn't it it wasn't horrible. But it was horrible again when it didn't need to be. In the moments that it couldn't, that it could have possibly not, it would have, it would have benefited not to fail. They decided to fail, um, and the Bills got better on defense because they added Von Miller. Yeah, so oh boy, now Trent Brown's back. That helps. Yes. Now, now you got to figure out wh- where everything else falls in, um, because uh, because that's again that is what's going to make that that's going to make or break it at this point I think you've got a strong running back core that's great but again if the offensive line isn't doing its job doesn't matter if the running backs are good they're going to have a hard time breaking free especially if Von Miller's getting in the in the uh, backfield forty times a season and I'm. I wish I was exaggerating when I think he'd be in the backfield 40 times this season. And we only get him twice. <laughs> we only get him twice. Because this is Vaughn Miller we're talking about. Um, and they have Ed Oliver. So, I think, I, I, think we, I think keeping Trent Brown is a good move. And if, if for no other reason than keeping consistency, but I truly do think he, he's a 
he's a a great asset. And he's a big man. That's for sure. He's also the biggest man in the NFL. So (laughs) when Uh, you have numbers, just put up one big wall. Yeah. Uh, So then as it stands now, uh, you got that. You, that we will address that later. But that's. I think that's the big thing that needs to be because I think everything else is falling in place. The, again, the quarterback group is 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 can only go up. The running back core is the strength, and you just gotta you just gotta give them give them the key. And with James White back, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to have James White back because I think that'll that'll really start like. Uh, uh, loosening things up for Mac Jones. I agree with you, but let, hear me out on this one. This is what I think the role of the, of the running back was going to be to start off the season. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, with you, but there being a, a new offensive play caller. We don't know how the offense is going to change from having Josh McDaniels there and having him not be there now. So... If you're Mac, like I said, I, this is basically <clears throat> going to be a rookie year done over for Mac Jones. Running plays don't often vary, right? Mm-hmm. It's either you run up the middle, you run off tackle, or you run a swing pass, something like that, right? There's not that much difference. The running back core is deep enough and has enough weaponry that they all <clears throat> bring something different to the table where we can kind of, you can kind of start running the ball to begin with, and the Adelaide in September, get Mac familiar with the concepts that the new offensive play caller wants to run, and gives him time to basically do what he did in the in his rookie year, which was let him grow into the system. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the running back's job in September, maybe into October, before we get to really see. Okay, this is the new Patriots offense. If it's anything like the original, the old Patriots offense, won't be that much of a deal. But the risk of significant changes <clears throat> that the running back core could save this team from having that many growing pains. Mm-hmm. That and they like to, they did like to. I feel like I've witnessed a few more like wide receiver uh, uh, runs this season than I feel like I normally saw. Now that might just be me thinking so, and it, but. That goes without saying at this point. The wide receivers can run too, so that that might be a small thing thrown into the mix. Um, but I, it'll still, I, I agree in that it's going to be that they're what's going to save the season should something start going south. Offensively, of course. Now, speaking of saving the season if things go south. We would say that for West Virginia, but we have no idea who the hell is going to be playing off this team. <laughs> I, we don't know who's going to be on this team in like two mm-hmm. hours. We have no idea. At this point, if we got 90 guys to go up to pit September 1st, we're going to consider that a win. Yeah. So, the, the, the only question, I'm not even going to give you the state of the program. I'm not going to ask you to even the state of the union, the state of the program, anything. I just want to know one question from you. How the hell are we going to replace Letty Brown? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm 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 going to read off this this um, running back list that I see right now. So as of as of right now, and you tell me who are these people you know? 
I mean, you might, you actually are more likely to know any of, about any of them than I am, of course. But still, if you don't know anything, that's that says something. Uh, right now, you've got Jalen Anderson, Owen uh, Chafin, or Chafin. I'm going to say Chafin. It Chafin, looks more like Chafin. Lynn J. Dixon, Justin Johnson Jr., JJJ, <laughs> Tony Mathis Jr., obviously we know him, Marquan Rucker, and Savayon Wilkerson. Outside of Mathis, I'm not familiar with any of them. I don't, I can't, I don't, and that doesn't mean they're not, they're not going to be any good, but they're nobodies to me at this point. They, they was, literally don't know who they are. Who was the, you, did someone's first name begin with a Q? Not on this list, no. Okay, what was the closest thing to that? Uh, more. Marquan. Marquan. Okay. Yes. I feel like I've heard that name before. For some reason, that's He's ringing a bell. Out of Tyler Consolidated. Yep. That would probably do it. That's a West Virginia high school. Mm-hmm. That would probably do it. That probably explains why. Hey, local kid. Tyler Consolidated is a single A school, too. So they go down to the single A level and get someone that says something. Mm-hmm. Now there's a walk on or a scholarship guy. I don't know. But still. Single A kid playing a small. For those of you who are not unfamiliar with West Virginia High School athletics, single A is the lowest uh, classification, the smallest schools in the state of West Virginia. So to be competing <clears throat> in the same field with guys who are playing from Triple A, which is seven hundred seventy-eight school uh, students or higher, is Triple A. Uh, single A is like three hundred thirty-two and fewer. Fayetteville was single A. Yeah, Fayetteville had very. Uh, see, I uh, Fayetteville had no more than three hundred or so, based on what I graduated with. That is, I'm going to assume the average was seventy five students a class, and I graduated with seventy eight. So you you do the math. That's mm-hmm. barely three hundred. Right. Uh, I I think believe it or not, I believe Fayetteville was actually double at one point. Probably, probably way before we got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's your there's your high school detour. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's kind of fun to look back at classifications and see like what mm-hmm. what they were once. You're kidding? No, they, I mean it. Because do they have? Because they have a WV. You cut out. Does West Virginia didn't they expand it to now have quad A in basketball only? Basketball, that's right. It was that's a trial right. run for basketball, yeah. and then if they like it, they'll revisit it. Gotcha. I think they'll like it. Yeah, I personally. Yeah, but the the things that I've seen for uh, basically the arguments I've seen for it very very briefly through the uh, is that it gives more teams the opportunity to to play for a title that otherwise wouldn't if they were stuck in, in, you know, somewhere. Well, if, you know, if they were stuck in another one way or the other, whether they were pushed into triple A or double, I don't know. However, the classifications right. were, if they were well, stuck it, in another classification. Right. It splits up triple A is what it basically does. Yeah. It takes the very highest in triple A because you have some schools like toward, like when I was at Oak Hill before Fayetteville merged into Oak Hill and Valley did, mm-hmm. we got in Mount Hope my sophomore year mm-hmm. and they clay we class that before my junior year. So that's uh 
So that shuffled everything. We moved up from double AA A to triple A halfway through my high school years. We were the like we think we were like the third smallest triple A school in the state. Mm-hmm. We knew we weren't gonna compete for a chance. Like we just knew that, right? It was like you you're not winning anything. You might go, but you ain't gonna win it. Now Oak Hill having those schools, Oak Hill is a, is a quad A school. Was it Oak Hill was a quad A school this year in basketball? But had they had they still stayed in Triple A and uh, and not had all that, you would have been sitting there going, "Well, game over, right?" Now for Oak Hill, probably <clears throat> will still be game over. You're not going to beat Martinsburg and Spring Valley and Huntington. You're not going to do it, especially not in football. <laughs> but if you're one of those smaller AAA schools, like let's say Elkins have been moving up, Elkins might look at this and go, "Okay, we got a shot now. All right, not as bad." You know, what I mean, it, it levels the playing field out. You're right in that it it, it helps. It, it gives more teams an incentive to like, okay, you actually have a shot. Yeah. But yes. Outside of Tony Mathis, I it's it's gonna be a, to me. It almost feels like a running back guy, a running back by committee thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it almost has to be, unless they know something. And again, they have to know something we don't. But it's like where you can't run Mathis twenty five times a game, can you? Probably not, not. Not yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing that. I, as far as I'm aware, I don't think he's got the stamina. He may have beefed up by the time we get to September, and he may have put on a little up where he can take it. But as of now, no. Even then, when they had a guy who could take it, Letty Brown could take it. They didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we always bemoan, like, they would get away from the running game. It's like, you have a running back that can take the hit. Let him do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It is going to be... An entire—it's just going to be an entirely different show. I mean, I'm—I'm going to come in expecting us to win two games, and if we do more than that, then I'm happy because I—I th- I, everybody who was worth anything, well, worth anything in terms of what we knew they could do, because you know the other guys we have very little work on is gone, <laughs> whether they they graduated or transferred. <laughs> so you're saying, except for Darius Stills. Exactly. It's like it, it is basically a clean slate at this point. I mean, it is almost an entirely different team. So you're saying they're going to beat whoever their FCS opponent is, and they're going to beat Kansas. That's pretty much it. <laughs> basically. And even then, uh, we've seen how uh, if West Virginia is bad, that even they even they can't beat Kansas. Uh, but I, I, I keep oof. saying this. Kansas is... Lance Leipold is the guy. Like they, they, it, it may take him a while, but he's gonna pull that team out of the cellar at some point. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've got the guy that can do it. And I, I just, I don't. No one was really running. And anytime Kansas has let a football coach go, it's either Les Miles got himself in trouble or Kansas has chosen to move on. It hasn't been someone coming and poaching him. So if Lance Leipel is allowed time, he will turn that. They're, I'm not gonna say they're gonna be competing in the new Big Twelve for a conference championship, but they may go to a bowl game. I don't think that's out of the question. 
Maybe not this year, but they're going to be better. I mean, look at them. They were competitive in the Big Twelve last year. They they played a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me that's don't tell me that's an awful team. West Virginia might be the worst team in the Big Twelve this year, just because of the sheer youth that it had that this team has. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, like, here's the thing: Kansas never. Th- it can't be Kansas because they never finished bottom in basketball. When's mm-hmm. the last time someone finished rock bottom in the Big Twelve in basketball and football in the same season or consecutive seasons? Basketball, uh, spring, football, fall. Uh, only West Virginia would do that. Mm-hmm. For the Hall of Fame coach and a pretty good and a pretty good one as your two head coaches. Not like he just hired Joe Schmo off the street to go coach football. Yep. Uh, that's the biggest question mark, though, is where the hell are you, where the hell is your offense going to come from? <laughs> oh. That game, that, I'm just going to say this. Thank God Fit has to break in another starting quarterback. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Like, it, 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 like we're going to watch the backyard brawl because it's West Virginia Pitt. And it's a West Virginia football game. But if you're a neutral turning through ESPN that day, and you're just like, watch that game. <clears throat> because it might be the most hilariously entertaining game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then oh. after, uh, and, and after we lose like two straight, uh, and I'm, I'm being legit here, if we, if we lose two straight, I guarantee you, you'll have calls for both Neil Brown's head and whoever the quarterback is. Because that's that's how classy I'll, we are. I'll, I'll go one better. They're going to call for Shane Lyons' head. Oh, yep, yep, nope. Yep, that's that sounds about right. Stay classy, Mountaineer fans. Who's our SCS game this year? Or do we even have one? I don't know. It's a good question. We had Long Island. We got Virginia Tech. We got, we got two row games against ACC opponents. Huh. We got both of our Power Five non-conference games are road games this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess it helps that Pittsburgh is an hour and fifteen minutes north, so it's basically a home game. And Virginia Tech is not that far, if you really think about it. It's better than Texas Tech. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that seriously. Who is our FCS game this year? I wanted you to look that up. I could have done it, but again, I forgot. (laughs) Towson. Towson. Okay. Mm. That's a sneaky good program in the FCS. That's a sneaky good program. (sighs) That that, that might actually be a competitive game, especially if we're breaking in a quarterback from the second game ever. I wouldn't go counting that one up in the win column yet. <laughs> I, mean, I mean that too. Towson has been a pretty good pro game in the FCS the last few years. So, uh, this should be, we don't even need to preview West Virginia's, the rest of the position group because it's going to be the same thing. We don't know who the hell is going to play for this team. <laughs> that literally should be the thing, right? It's like, I have no idea. Get back to me after the spring game when I have something to look at. 
Yeah, exactly. Just counting down the Saturdays until the spring game, and then counting down the the Thursdays until the backyard brawl. Yeah. All right. There being no more to discuss, that will do us for today. This has been Season 2, Episode 35 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. For Darren, I am Lucas. Please be safe, everyone. And Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.